What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. And uh, if you didn't come for me, you came for D. You're not going to get D during this intro. I'm recording this solo because um, this is a special episode of Challenge Mania. Just wanted to give you guys some content here towards the top of the week. Um, D's flying home from New York today. We are uh, working on getting our guest in the uh, good old recording studio to drop something for you guys later this week. But with all the madness with New York City, Caroline's on Broadway on Saturday, we uh, have not yet recorded an episode this week. So here's what this episode's going to be. As you guys know, February 6th, next week, we have the premiere of War of the Worlds. And a couple weeks ago, D and I broke down the entire cast. This is the week that the concept, title, first trailer, and cast were all announced we did a bonus podcast over at patreon.com slash challenge mania where we broke down the entire cast. It's like 100 minutes long. And uh, since the cast reveal or cast breakdown is going to air tomorrow night, the 30th on MTV, I figured why not put this up for you guys to enjoy? You can have a little taste of what some of our bonus content is like. And uh, we'll give you something to uh, listen to during your morning commutes before we go ahead and get another full episode of Challenge Mania up and live and ready for you. As you can hear, my voice is just like uh, not great. Uh, we had a, a great weekend here in New York, and we just want to thank everyone who came down and was a part of Challenge Mania Live, New York City, part two, sold out, Caroline's on Broadway on Saturday. Um, I just want to thank everyone who came and was so incredibly nice and warm and thoughtful, and you know some of you guys who came with, with gifts for... Derek and myself and for Lindsay and our future baby, so sweet. And I, I can't even name all of you, but you know who you are. Um, you know, Danny, Michelle, Tracy, and Nikki, Bethany, Gabby, Fabby. I just, you know, and everyone else, you know, a lot of you guys showed up, you know, with handfuls of stuff. It was so thoughtful. Um, want to thank our knight in shining armor, Alton Williams, for joining us on Saturday as well. CJ Kogel, who came and surprised everybody. Susie Meister, Marie Rhoda, a fantastic panel. As you can see, my voice is still recovering um, from a great night of chatting with a lot of you guys there. And then afterwards, we had an after party. And then the next day, a few guys came and watched the Royal Rumble with us over at Jack Dempsey's. Shouts to everybody at the Yep I Like Wrestling Party for hosting us there. So this episode was recorded a while back, so some of this stuff might be outdated. You might hear us uh, debating some stuff that has since been clarified. No, we're not morons. This is just us really fresh talking about this stuff the day the cast was announced. You'll hear us debating the name of what we're going to call these bonus podcasts, and at the time I thought it was going to be War of the Words, which I found to be very cute. Wasn't strong enough for D, didn't have enough killing in it. We then put it to a vote, a poll on uh, on Twitter, and one of the other options I put up, The War Room, actually ended up winning. So these will be called The War Room. And what these are are every week on Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania, we break down each episode in its entirety. So we don't have necessarily a guest where we need to service their story and interview them. So we really get to dive deep into what happened that week, that night sometimes, on what used to be the Final Reckoning and now is War of the Worlds. And we'll be doing that sometimes with guests, very fun guests, Jamie Carroll, Marie Rhoda, Melinda Collins, Jasmine, Raynaud, and, and it'll be people who aren't on the show. So it's not like they have baggage or a connection 
to the show or have to avoid talking about certain stuff, we're going to be diving in as spectators collectively. It's going to be really fun. You should check it out. Speaking of patrons, I have some new ones to shout out. Corbin Dallas, Ricardo Weld, Jess Campen, Lori DeSaltas, Gabriella Resende, Cole, Megan McMullen, Sam Bays, Ashley Dixon, Kate Coulter, Anna, Tyler Stringer, Jennifer House is in the house. Adele A. Lugasi, Jade Zwingle, Taylor Smith, Samir Zayn, Carlos Dela Cruz, Dante Buchanan, Haza Al Shamish. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Um, so we're gonna get to it. Um, Want to tell you about a few things. Next week, I mentioned the premiere is the sixth. We'll be watching said premiere here in New York City at our old stomping ground, the East End Bar and Grill on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It's the best place to watch Syracuse sports or any sports or go there just for food and drinks. Uh, my man Kenny, who runs that place, different Kenny, uh, does so uh, with open arms. It is an awesome bar. You should check them out at any time. But come check it out with us next Wednesday because Kayla Casillas and Marie Rhoda, two-thirds of Forever Petty, will be in the house for a viewing party, more like a viewing petty or a petty party, whatever you want to call it. Myself, I will be there as well. And we're going to watch the whole episode with the sound on, have some fun. Uh, it'll be 8 to 11. Show up on the earlier side if you do want to have seats. There's limited seating, but there will be standing room as well. There's a bar. Um, so, But if you do want to make sure you have seats, get there closer to 8. And uh, we'll be there rocking a little bit before, a little bit after. We'll watch the after show with you guys. Hop on the mic a few times. It will be a lot of good fun. 100% free. Um, that does mean that you don't have to pay to get in. But if you're going to hang out there for three hours order some food, order some drinks. Kenny's really nice to give us the spot for the whole night and lock it down and play the sound on the challenge, which kind of alienates his normal customers who come in there to have a steak on a uh, Wednesday night this time around, not Tuesday night, um, or maybe want to enjoy a basketball game or something like that, and they have MTV blasted in their ears. So, you know, we are taking up every seat in the house. Don't just sit down with a big glass of water Order a beer, order a soda, order some wings, hamburger, cheeseburger. Their food is phenomenal. Um, and take care of your waitresses and bartenders over there. It is a free event. We're all doing this for free. But it is a bar and restaurant who are opening their doors to us. So make sure if you do go, you know, I'm not saying you need to spend $300, but just take that into account. When sometimes when people hear free event, they think, oh, great, I can just go there with empty pockets. And, and, and you know, I'm not trying to say that some of you guys are, aren't in positions where you just can't spend a lot of money. And I understand that. Trust me, I get it. Um, but, you know, in instances like this, if you're going to park down for three hours and watch the challenge with us at this party... Order some wings. Order a crudite. Get some. Get a hummus plate. They got great tacos over there too. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't even have to be alcohol. Whatever you want to do, but you know it is a free event. But you are encouraged to support the the venue and the bar and restaurant that we are going to be hanging out at for quite a while. So uh, just take that into account. Um, sometimes I think that goes without saying, but I I, I do feel like it does need to be mentioned. Um, Going to be a great night next Wednesday, February 6th. Put it on your calendars. New York City, East End Bar and Grill. That's right. Watching the premiere of War of the Worlds with Marie Rhoda, Kayla Casillas, and who knows who might show up. You guys have been to these viewing parties before. Never judge a party by its flyer. You never know who's going to walk in the door of a Challenge Mania viewing party. And uh, shouts to our girl, Emily Longaretta, who is, uh, will be there in spirit. She's uh, taking a red eye back from California that night, but she's, you see her. She's still on the flyer. She's still an official host of the party, but she won't be there for this one. Uh, but we had to do something for premiere night, and uh, we're looking forward to it. 
A few more notes here, and then we will get to this episode that we taped a while back. Uh, Just want to tell you guys about DraftKings. This might be our last DraftKings contest for a while. Not entirely sure, but football season is obviously officially coming to a close. And that is with Super Bowl Sunday. The Patriots and the Rams, they're giving away a trip once again. That's right. It is a free trip to the Challenge Mania Live of your choosing. That's right. And that includes ones that are sold out. Uh, Over the last few weeks, we've been teaming up with them so you can win free VIP meet and greet passes to come hang out with us for the day. And since it's been so popular, we're doing it one last time. This weekend for the big game, we're holding another fantasy football contest, but this time around, you can enter five times. I know I said that before and I was wrong. This is the one I meant. You can enter up to five times, five lineups, $5 a lineup. It's $5 to enter. So if you want to enter one, that's $5. You want to enter five, it's $25. The more lineups, the more opportunities to win. Here's what you need to do to play. Go to dkng.co slash challenge mania. That's dkng.co slash challenge mania. Draft a full lineup of players. Watch your players rack up points on Sunday, score the most points, and you win. Our first place winner takes home the VIP mean green passes and $1,500 for any expenses. That means hotel, travel, money to burn, whatever you want. That's $1,700 of value, and the contest is only $5 to enter. So shoot your shot, and you could get to spend the day with us. What's better than that? I mean, anyone who's in New York knows there's nothing better than a Challenge Mania Live, and this one on Saturday went off without a hitch. We got two more on the schedule coming up. The ninth in uh, Chicago with Wes and Nani and Tori and Melinda. And then the following week in uh, Austin, Texas with Nelson and Hunter and Katie and Marlon. And either one of those are on the table for this. And if you want to wait and when we pick up stuff back in the spring and summer, you can obviously use it for that as well. Make sure you act quickly. This contest won't be around forever. It locks at the start of the big game. To enter, go to dkng.co slash challenge mania. That's dkng.co slash challenge mania Derek and I also will have the links available on all of our social pages pinned tweets in the bios all that good stuff what are you waiting for get drafting good luck to everybody eligibility restrictions apply you have to see the website to get those details we've already had two big winners of these contests and uh, they've been really fun so shouts to DraftKings really happy to be work with them once again also really happy to be working with Robinhood. Robinhood's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all the profits. No account minimum deposit needed to get started. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. You can also view stock collections such as the 100 most popular. Robinhood's giving listeners of Challenge Mania a free stock like Apple, Ford, Sprint. I've heard people not believe that. It is true just sign up at mania.robinhood.com okay now that all that is out of the way i'll remind you guys again what you're about to hear d and i going through this cast half of which are returning vets yeah that's right vets and then half of which are completely fresh new meat and most of these people are folks we have never heard of so you'll uh, see d and i doing a little bit of research reading some of these bios off mtv.com making some predictions and really want to just get you guys something to enjoy and listen to uh during this first part of the week and uh thank you guys for bearing with us thank you for uh enjoying the simmering raspy sounds of my current voice really appreciate that as well and uh, a big thank you to everyone who's involved this past weekend including my wife Lindsay and shy and carly and brian and Brian Rashad, who takes these amazing photos for all of our shows. Um, the amazing staff at Caroline's, Peter and Chris and Carolyn and Lou and everybody who helps us out over there. 
really great day. And if you were at that show, if you have some pictures, if you had a good time, spread the word. That's the best way to keep this thing going and to make sure we come back to a city near you. So thank you guys so much. Without further ado, here we go. Technically the first episode of The War Room, which you'll hear, we don't even mention that as a possibility in our little deliberation here, but uh, this is technically the first episode of The War Room, our bonus podcast where we break down the War of the Worlds over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. And uh, we hope some of you guys consider signing up and uh, playing along with us this year. Uh, Really cool stuff. Thank you, guys. ChallengeMania.shop is open as always, and uh, I will chat with you at the end of the episode as well. Peace. What's up, everybody? Sky Yeager here over at the Patreon.com slash Challengemania site. Joined once again, as always, by Mr. Derek Kaczynski. And, uh, yeah, kind of a light news week. We don't have much to go over during this podcast, so I figured maybe, D, we'll just talk about wrestling. Oh, yeah. Let's just let's talk about, uh, you know, some old school wrestlers. Yeah. So, All of them. So let's start with uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Um, he always had tattoos on his stomach, one of like a moon. One of, I'm just kidding, guys. We got, not only did we get the name of season 33, War of the World, but we also got the entire cast drop this week, including some old favorites on the veteran side. And we got a whole slew. Half the cast are newbies that we know almost nothing about, except for a couple bios MTV.com posted. So here on this podcast, D and I are going to break down the whole deal, start to finish, and then take some of your questions that you guys submitted. How does that sound to you, D? We'll save the Kamala talk for the Royal Rumble party over at Jack Dempsey's on the 27th. Uh, that's when you will get our deep dive on the Ugandan giant himself. What do you think? Yeah, it, this. I'm looking at the cast. I'm looking at MTV.com and the bios and stuff like that, and um, it, it, it's 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 feeling very old school like you know like and fresh meat like that's what this is this is what i mean tj came on this podcast he was talking this season up as much as he could didn't want to divulge anything to use your words didn't want to even give us the title but he he told us he said just wait this season is the most bonkers we've ever done and He also said, when I asked him about people coming from other shows, and this was not really leading into this season. This was in general just based on all the the newer cast members we've had in the last year or so. He said, it's all fresh meat to me. And that's how I keep trying to tell people on social media to think about this because people look at this new cast, half of which are from other shows. They've all done at least one show, uh, except one guy who literally his credits are like telenovelas. We'll get to him. But, you know... Everyone's looking at it like, hey, guys, why do you keep going to these new shows? Why do you keep going to these new shows? But then in the same token, they're like, you know, it'd be cool another fresh meat season. Well, you got it. That's what this is. This is fresh meat. You're never going to get somebody straight off of obscurity. We're never going to have a season of Big Easy's and Kenny's and DM's and Evelyn's who have ne- don't even have a social media presence. OK, this is the 2019 version of those guys. 
if social media was around back when Fresh Meat started and was where it was now, Kenny would probably have been on some fitness show. You know what I mean? DM would probably have hosted some other show. Like these people would have been discovered by other shows by then. They would have their own social media presence. And thus, it wouldn't have felt as different as it does now. So the idea that they're pulling from all these other shows, especially international shows, makes perfect sense to me. Why would you pull a guy out of his mom's garage? Why would you pull a guy out of a comic book store? No, pull a guy off of, you know, Survivor Brazil or whatever you're doing. And guess what? Maybe you're bringing some international fans into the fold. So, right? This is Fresh Meat 3 to me. What do you think? Yeah, it is. War of the Worlds. I mean, I, I like it. I think it, you know, seeing the 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 trailer of um, where the elimination ground's going to be, I think it's called the Killing killing uh the killing field i think right the killing uh it's not i don't think it's the killing field but um it's something like that whatever I mean, it is it's really that, subtle that, that yeah. to have the word killing in it um yeah how do you do that you can't even say suicide for kids that play basketball anymore because some of them might die I and mean, if they die it's like a serious ordeal you know well i so, think of all the time of, of words i mean suicide it's so funny the idea that when i was in basketball camp at age seven they were telling me to run suicides is a little insensitive now that i'm thinking about it you know like i yeah i think about stuff like that all the time these words and oh here the killing floor yeah step the onto the killing floor it's insane so how do they get away with that what if someone dies so well, i guess we do sign our lives away so we do sign our lives away um, but here's I want to touch right right away on the title there War of the Worlds. Um, someone wrote in and I forget who it was. I want to give you full credit. Um, so let me look in my tweets. But someone said you guys should call your your bonus podcast because of course we had the reckoning review for the final <laughs> reckoning had quite a ring to it. Um, they wrote mm-hmm. in and they said, hey, for War of the Worlds, why don't you call your bonus shows War of the Words? So that's what we're going to call these. So this is War of the Words, Episode 1, the bonus podcast dedicated to this show, War of the Worlds. What do you think, D? I like that. I think it has a ring to it. Then we could have an abbreviation, W-O-T-W. I like it. War of the Words. Yeah. um, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's not not bad. It's not bad. I I, would have preferred something along lines of like the killing floor. You know? Well, they stole that from us, by the way. Just so you guys know, this podcast was going to be called The Killing Floor, and then they go and steal it for the elimination ground. So the, thanks, the ki- thanks the John killing, Murray. The Killing Chat, The Killing Talk. How about this? Let's workshop some stuff, The Killing That's Talk. An, that is nuts, dude. You know, you got The Walking Dead, you got The Talking Dead. You know what I mean? War of the Words is nice, but it's not as, like, mind-boggling as like the killing talk or you know what I mean? Or the killing zone. Let's take a little poll. You you guys listen to this right now. Remember we did one of these earlier in the year when you wanted to be called the Polish assassin. And I thought that the Polish punisher was better just for alliterative purposes, alliterative, the alliteration of the whole thing. I want to go with war of the words that was suggested by one of our listeners. I'm trying to find out who you were. I apologize. Um, but, Bonus killing content. I, gosh, okay. I, I so could, D, I pick one that you want people to vote for on your end. So you wanted to be the killing talk. No, the, the, the killing, con, the, kill, the, bonus killing killing the killing conversation, the killing, killing content. 
bonus killing content. But I think over going at with the Challenge theme Mania. Of, but you got to remember the killing floor is just the elimination ground. The show's called War of the World. So I think that these podcasts are more about the show than the elimination. So it's not like we call that not like we call this look, Armageddon look, talk. Uh, Okay, look, War of the Words is very, very commercial, very clean. You know, you know, even like The Walking Dead is a little crazier than The Talking Dead. You know what I mean? And so I, it's fitting from a commercial standpoint. But, you know, I have this sick, you know, sense of being myself. Like, I enjoy this shit. I want to see somebody, you know, have have one of those epic eliminations i want to see you're gonna call this thing the killing floor there better be some fucking gnarly shit going on in this thing you know um but so with that said like you know like i get go a little too far with the you know edginess and it's not what everybody likes you know what i mean it's not as commercial as like whatever i'm i'm you know my i'm extreme in that aspect you know where i'm going to you know me and another guy are going to beat the shit out of each other until one of our arms fall off. And then that's going to be the deciding factor, you know? So it's like, does everybody like that? No. You know, do I fuck? Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the people. I'm here for us. I'm here for all the patrons who like whatever they like. So I'm yeah, game. so let's I'm let's flexible. let's let them decide. So yeah, in the comments yeah. of this, yes. you're listening to this right now. You might be on the Patreon site. In the comments, just write whether you like John Heddle's suggestion. So shout to John Heddle's War of the Words to to call our bonus podcast dedicated to the show War of the Worlds, or would you like D's idea, the Killing Talk, or right? Killing con- bonus Killing content bonus over at Patreon.com. Backslash Challenge Mania. Right, which you know? is very catchy. It doesn't take up any characters at all. Uh, but what about the killing conversation? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to give you the yeah. best. I'm trying to give you the best uh, submission possible to go up against this monster that John Heddles came up with, War of the Words. So comment below. If you're Team D on this one and you like the killing conversation, let us know. If you're Team John Heddles and Team SSY, uh, you can put War of the Words, and uh, we'll decide what we're going to call it. So we've got a few weeks. February 6th is when the show is dropping. Which let's get to that February 6th episode one Three days before we will be in Chicago, Illinois with Nani Gonzalez And Weston Bergman what on earth could we have to Talk to them about now Um, And then the week before I just found Out on the 30th they're apparently running A three hour special that's Going to introduce us to some of these newer Cast members which I think is a great idea I don't know How they got three Three hours hours straight Maybe that's a typo but it Says three hours on the TV guide Um, I don't know if they Just you know are running out of uh, Episodes of ridiculousness or whatever, but they have three hours to fill. Uh, that's awesome, I guess. Because you I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch a three-hour challenge movie as for we sure. Get to <laughs> these some of these newer folks. A lot of us, you and me, don't know anything about them. So I could use a nice crash course in some of these names from some of these international markets. The other news is that I believe I don't know if it's every week, but there will be an after show, um, at least for after the premiere, hosted by uh, Justina from. Uh, who was on Chance versus Stars, right? With the yeah, red hair. Do- yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We're gonna still do- we're still gonna dominate that. Oh yeah, sorry, Justina. 
We're, we're, yeah, while you're walling out over there, we're killing it over here with the war of the words. Just kidding. The killing conversation. Okay. Um, let's break down really quick. Here's where I think we should best spend our time is we'll go through and let's just breeze through the veterans and kind of, you know, we know who these people are, so we don't need to kind of read their bios. We can just kind of go through quick sentence or two on whether you're surprised to see them back, happy to see them back, whether you think it was good casting. I already tweeted that I think they nailed it with this group of veterans, um, which look, they're calling them veterans. If I had a dollar for every time this week, someone either wrote to me or wrote in general, Paulie's not a veteran or Kim's not a veteran or really we're calling Amanda a veteran guys. They're using the word veterans. It's returning players. We get it. Some of these folks have only played a season or two, but remember when they did fresh meat two, there were people from fresh meat one who now had their own fresh meat person as a partner. They hadn't done 10 seasons at that point either. So, Let's all just enjoy, all right? The word veterans is semantics. Call them what you want to call them. It's people who have played the challenge before and people who haven't. So just because Davon and Paulie and Natalie haven't played 14 times, they don't mean that they're veterans like, oh, you know, let, we'll show you how we do it over here. We know they've only done a season. They're being called a veteran because they've done the show before. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're still, well, when we do Challenge Mania Awards, you know, it'll still be somebody's rookie season, right? You know, so they get like two or three seasons under their belt. Oh, yeah. This would be an interesting, I mean, rookie, I mean, a lot of rookies being introduced this year. So it'll be interesting to see who comes back from this season, because um, last year we talked about them getting the rookie casting and knocking it out of the park. You know, bringing Natalie back, bringing Cam back, bringing Kyle back, bringing Joss back, bringing up back a lot of those rookies because they were so good. A couple of them fell through the cracks, some due to injury, some due to personality. We didn't see Rogan again. We didn't see uh, Mr. Vic again. But with this season where you got, what is it, 15, 17, something like that, um, newbies coming out, some of these people are not going to make the cut. So we'll see what happens. All right, veterans. Our guest for episode 100, I guess we can also use this as a, uh, a little time to talk about that episode and the feedback we got and whatnot. CT is back for his uh, 15th season, seven finals and two wins for CT. Uh, what, what kind of feedback did you get uh, from the CT episode, episode 100? Um, I got a lot. I, I, you know, so I, 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 I wasn't on social media the last couple of days because I was, I was away. So I'd be checking in periodically. Um, but I saw a lot of fun tweets. Like a lot of people were laughing, smiling. Um, I think Pete sounded like people were excited to hear from him. I know it was a little unorthodox. Uh, one person said, uh, I could care less about what Johnny Hickey had to say. So, you know, I mean, I I think it's always going to be a little bit of a mixed bag, but, um, I, I'm glad he came on. You know, I am glad it finally happened. We've talked about this so many times. Um, and, you know, I, I, for me, like I said, I like keeping the friendships. I like, I like people thinking that, you know, we're in this together, that we, that they can come to us and go, let's work together on a project, you know? And this is essentially what it is. Cause we all know, like, it's not, some people are not just a phone call away, you know? Some people, it takes a while to get on. So, um, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but he finally came on and, uh, I'm, I'm glad he did. I'm glad Johnny was there too. Cause I like Johnny too. Yeah. You, know what he, I mean? yeah. you mentioned some of those. Th- here, here's what I'll say. Right. So first of all, anyone who said, oh, they spent all this time talking about this movie. Yeah. It's a movie that both of them put a lot of time and money and heart into. And 
it's the same way when Johnny comes on. We're going to talk about First Look. When Melinda comes on, we'll talk about her podcast, The Eighth Sin. When Pete Jordan comes on, we'll talk about his jacket company. Because, guys, when Emily Schramm, we obviously talk about the million businesses she runs. Because here's the deal. The challenge audience is a built-in audience where when people go out and try other ventures, just like we're doing with this podcast, if we all support them, even if we're not giving them a dollar going to see in that movie, even if we check out the trailer, then that helps. Then that means that the time they spent playing on the show for you was well worth it because it means that you're willing to support them in their other ventures, give them a chance, even if it's not necessarily your genre of movie or the type of podcast you listen to normally, give it a shot, throw it a download, throw it a click, throw it a like, because guys, the fact that they have entertained you for so many years, you can give that back to them, put it back into the ether and help everybody succeed because we talk about all the time how cool it is that Jamie Chung is starring in these movies and network TV shows and all that good stuff. We talk about how cool it is that The Miz is on top of the MetLife Stadium marquee headlining a WrestleMania. Like We talk about that, and that's possible because, yes, these people are working hard, but also the support that we naturally give them as well from their past ventures. So the idea that we weren't going to spend a little bit of time talking about that movie is a little bit ridiculous and, and quite frankly, insulting. As far as having Johnny on, look. The producer in me, would I have wanted it to be four people on? No. Would it would it have been a little cleaner, especially audio-wise, if we didn't have Johnny going through a drive-through line in the middle of the background of the show? Sure. But here's the deal. That's how we got CT on. As a listener, if you're given option A, what we just did, or option B, we don't get CT, I think we'd all agree we want option A. And guess what? We've tried to get CT on before. He's a hard guy to get a hold of. He's a busy guy. Derek doesn't want to harass the guy over and over again. So at a certain point, it came to the point where this is going to most likely happen through Johnny. So Yeah, and and here's the thing. Johnny wasn't like trying to be on this. This is like CT being like, I want to give him my best friend, you know, some, some love. He's like, and, and I don't know if you could, if you could hear it or see it, like CT doesn't like talking about himself. You know, he's very humble. He's not like, Oh, I did this. I did that. He's, if you could, he was talking about other people in like positive ways. You know, like I, I said before, I like the way he talked about Veronica. He kind of came clean with it all, you know? Um, but you know, it was CT being like, Oh, let me make sure Johnny's all right with that time tomorrow. You know? So, you know, and when I talked to Johnny, he's like, he's like, listen, I know, like, he's like, I wasn't trying to talk too much. He's like, I know you guys wanted him. So everyone in here understand, like, we're all just trying to help each other out. You know what I mean? So, and it's not like Johnny was talking the whole time either, you know? So like, you know, we're busting our ass big and we're only able to do it because of the patrons. And sometimes it's going to happen like this. That's all I got to say about that. I just started promoting that trailer, by the way, Scott. So like yeah. I said, I was, uh, but awesome that CT's back on the show and you heard him on our podcast. He wants another win. Maybe it comes in the form of the war of the worlds. Um, next up Hunter back at it. I thought this was noteworthy. We're going through, by the way, if you want to play along with us, folks go to MTV.com's uh, challenge world, of the world's cast uh, breakdown and bios. Hunter, they have listed as fourth season, one final, one win. So eat that, D. Um, Got it. I loved seeing that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I loved Hunter's back. Love to see it. Johnny Bananas is back. 18th season, eight finals, six wins. No surprise there. Kyle coming back. Uh, one of the nominees for Rookie of the Year. He made the final in Vendettas. He's back. Makes, I think, perfect sense, especially when you throw in all the, the other British people they've brought on for this season. Um, Leroy. Um, but if you note, actually, Kyle is the lone, I believe, British representative from this last cast. So uh, we'll get through this, but you'll see no Joss, no Melissa, no Kaylee. 
Kyle's the one who uh, made the cut. Leroy's back. I think he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves to see. Never heard a bad word about Leroy. Um, well, maybe one. Uh, Paulie, second season, one final. What do you have to say about Mr. Paulie Calafiore coming back to play this season on the heels of the final reckoning final um, and on the heels now of all this real time madness? Um, I mean, I've seen it. I'm seeing it play out before our eyes on social media. Johnny Bananas, who has been the heel of this show since what he did to Sarah, is doing a baby face turn by using Paulie as this pivot uh, foe. And Paulie is now the challenge villain. And Johnny <laughs> is becoming, if you live long enough as the villain, you turn to the hero again, like CT said. I mean, have you seen this stuff playing out this week between Paulie and Johnny at all? Pocket Paulie, as Johnny's been calling him? It, can I, can Pauly, you tell me Pauly what Pocket Paulie? Oh, sorry. Polly Pocket. So Polly Pocket was a show. I think it was Polly Pocket was the, um, let, me, let me look it up. Polly Pocket. Yeah, Polly Pocket was a toy. It was heavily advertised during our youth, and it was like a little pocket dollhouse. Um, it says, Polly Pocket is a toy line of dolls and accessories. The name Pocket originates from the fact that many of original Polly Pocket dolls came in pocket-sized cases. So he has started calling him Polly Pocket, I think a little bit of a size dig there. But real quick, did you hear about the newest thing that went down? Because I actually know uh, quite a bit about this because Megan is a, is a patron of this show and a listener, and I believe she'll be at the... Uh, the Caroline show on Saturday and she contacted me privately about this before it sort of went public, um, which is the whole deal with, uh, the contest that he did on Instagram. Have you seen this? Yeah. 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 Um, so she, so this me, is, yeah, so she hit me Polly up about Pocket this. has something to do with that. So no, it has nothing to do with that. Polly oh. pocket, I believe is just a size joke. If I had to guess, it's like he could fit in your pocket. Look how small he is. It's a size joke. These guys just can't stop making size jokes about dicks and, and height and this and that. It's just, it's eighth grade guys. Eighth grade, go see eighth grade. It's a fantastic movie, but these eighth grade jokes are a little dumb, but so I'm more concerned or not concerned. I'm I want to know if Johnny knows about the story you're about to tell me. I want to know if Johnny knows that. Oh, well, Johnny does know because Johnny's made it very public and Johnny is now trying to fight for the rights of, of Megan and her friend who won this trip. So I'll try to give you the cliff notes. Here's what happened. So um, Paulie had a, a social media, you know, one of these sponsorships um, that we take part in as well. You've seen us plug in DraftKings all week. Paulie had some cruise sponsor that was doing a cruise where Polly put out a, a Instagram post that says, whoever gets the most likes on this post wins a free cruise. So Megan, who's one of our listeners and she's tagged us in a couple of these posts and, um, you know, was getting a lot of likes and her and her friend had this great story about how, you know, they're, they're special needs parents and they could use a break and they got hundreds and hundreds of likes myself included. Um, and she won this, this contest and Polly announced her as the winner. She goes to try to get her prize and the cruise company's like, uh, you need to book this cruise by January 11th. So she looks at the thing and Paulie didn't even post the contest till after January 11th. And he didn't even announce the winner until several days after January 11th. So she's like, okay, well, what can I do? Paulie's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll pay the difference or something like that. Then the cruise is like, no, no, the cruise is full. You, there's no seats on this cruise. So basically, you know, she, she wrote to me, she's like, I think this is a scam, this and that. And I, and I said, this is what I said. But the first thing was, look, I don't see this as being a scam. I think this is just negligence. I think this is somebody who probably has quite a bit of um, social media influencer posts to do, probably didn't read the fine print and poorly timed. Now, 
to me, when a company uh, makes does something like this, where I guess their excuse was we have 200 people promoting this thing, we can't keep track of all of them, they need to find a way to get her on that boat. Uh, I guess what they told her was, oh, we'll get you on next year's. I know how companies like this work. Look, if you're paying 200 influencers to get people on your free, you're, you're not gonna, there's not going to be a cruise next year. So whatever the thing is going down is that essentially Paulie, in the midst of the shit storm between him and Danielle and all this stuff, and the guy can do no right these days, kind of, you know, stupidly got into this thing where he promoted this contest where the winner had no chance right from the start. So it would sort of be like as if our DraftKings contest, which is running today, if at the end of it, the person goes, okay, I won. Where's my free trip? And we're, we were like, DraftKings was like, oh, no, we told Scott and D that you had to enter by January 10th. And we'd be like, oh, whoops, sorry. That's what, that's what this would be like, essentially. If we posted a contest for January 20th. Yeah, and we would look like complete fucking idiots. Right, and we would have to find a way to make good on it. And I think Paulie's trying to do that. I think he's offered to like buy them toys. I don't know. Um, but buy them toys? Yeah, so I guess they, they, they work in a hospital or, or they uh, are associated with a hospital or a kid's program or kids who could use toys or something like that. So he's offered to donate toys. Look, there's a whole slew of this stuff, all the receipts and the text messages and the emails and blah, blah, blah. So all these stuff that you guys love to sink your teeth into are readily available um, because, look, this has everything that the challenge world wants in a story. Pauly Calfiore is the bad guy. Emails, texts, receipts, etc. Uh, essentially, two uh, women who were wronged, um, all this stuff, scam, a potential scam, a big company at the, at the center of it. So yeah. Does she, does she even want those toys anymore? Sorry. Just kidding. Megan, uh, Megan, Megan, right? They're not for her. Yeah. They're for the yeah, kids. No, I know. I know. I know. No, I just, so you want to see what Johnny said about it? Sure. So Johnny is using this, as I said, not in a bad way, but he's he's come in on this, as has Kendall Shepard. No surprise there. Please retweet, Johnny says. I saw this earlier. Date Fit Official. That's the company, which, by the way, we can talk about the fact that this entire thing is sponsored by a dating app that has chosen Pauly Calafiori as their spokesperson. That joke writes itself. Um, But this Date Fit Official, this app, which has 364 followers on Twitter... And they're somehow giving out hundreds of free cruises. Johnny says, I saw this earlier. I'm sure there's a way to get Megan Yarnell on this cruise. Hit me back and let's figure this out. Megan and Gina deserve this. So he's basically. Wow. He's trying to, he's trying he's to gonna make right his, on this. He's going to have his, his manager or publicist go and try to write this ship for Megan. But look at this Johnny swooping in as the baby face here. I mean, this is classic wrestling storyline here. Paulie is the new hot villain and Johnny, who is the wily veteran who for the last few years has been the biggest heel in the business is now becoming cool to like again. So, uh, not yeah, what I would have expected. Yeah. And yeah, but look, I mean, you know, Johnny even does this like with us, right? Like he's not that bad. You know what I mean? You've, you guys have just seen him do a lot of like stupid things on TV, a lot of stupid things have come out of his mouth. You know what I mean? No filter. Um, but that's why he's on TV all the time. You know what I mean? doesn't mean he doesn't do good things. I wonder if he does swoop in and like, you know, make it right for, for Megan, you know, um, the, the sick thing about this is that that stupid date fit company that has 360 followers just got like a plug from somebody who has 300,000 followers, Johnny bananas, because they messed up <laughs> sick world. We live in, um, 
anyway, let's move on from that. But Paulie back on the season of the challenge, uh, as is Cara, who we'll get to. And, uh, you know, having known what played out after, it should be interesting to see uh, what goes down with them on the show. Because both of them have said that this show and the time they spent together on it is really when they ended up falling in love. Um, Wes Bergman back on the challenge. Uh, Can I just look at some stats here? Let me see. CT 15th season. Johnny 18th season, um, Wes 11th season that I thought he had more. No, the guy I, hasn't I, been I'm on not, the show in a, in a while. If you think yeah, about but, it, no, he hasn't been on the show in a while, but he's been on like all three champs versus stars. Correct. No, but they're not counting those. They're not counting them. But when you look at the overall like experience, like it's not like he stopped, you know what I mean? He hasn't like stopped. Yeah, but my point games. is like the difference between his eleven and Johnny's eighteen are Johnny's been on every season since Wes stopped going on. So if you count Champs versus Stars, Johnny's been on twenty. That's crazy, and so the, just you just got to look when you start when we start talking about like experience and stuff like that, you you start thinking about those extra that extra stuff that they do. That's what makes them better. You know what I mean? So. Okay, I'm sorry, continue. So Wes is back. I mean, I think he's a guy who people have been clamoring for to come back on the show for quite some time. I had a sense that this was coming on the horizon, just having talked to him this year. him here Knowing that he was a listener of Challenge Mania and was still so into the show from a viewer standpoint, um, but just couldn't get away from his job, I have to think that they worked out some deal here where he maybe got a few extra phone calls, maybe got some time at a computer a little bit, um, because the guy runs a very successful incubator in two different cities, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and... Um, Kansas City. So I just basically think that to, for him to be able to leave for this long, they probably sweeten the deal from that perspective. And I'm totally cool with that because we go back to the, the movies and the, and the other projects and we have so many cast members who are using their money that they've won to start such, you know, great, you know, uh, projects, whether it's in the entertainment industry or in, in Wes's case, in the business side of things, Emily Schramm in the fitness world and branding and stuff like that, whatever you can do to get these people to want to come back on their show. And, you know, maybe they do get their phone taken from them when they're shooting and maybe, they, but like you can't use, you can't have it be where when someone becomes a certain level of success off the show, they no longer have any interest in doing the show because of the weird parameters you've put in place. So I'm happy to see they did what they needed to do to get Wes back on board. Um, did I see Wes and Hunter uh, on Instagram story? Yeah, they're buddies. What are they What are they doing out there in Tulsa, in Tulsa, Oklahoma? That's why I was like, what the heck is well, that's in where, Tulsa? That's where Wes is one of Wes's incubators base. He splits his time between uh, Kansas City and, and Tulsa. So I don't know what Wes, I don't know what Hunter was doing there. But um, but yeah, I know that th- those two uh, have struck up a friendship likely on this season. But glad to see Wes back. Really excited to uh, see him get to meet him for the first time. Chicago, Illinois on February the 9th, which I think um, that that lineup just got a whole. I mean, it was cool to have Wes and Nani on that lineup regardless. But now to know that they're back in the fold. Very cool. Um, three days later, three days, three days later after the premiere. So we'll have a three lot days of fun. after the premiere. It's almost like a premiere party. Yeah. Um, so then right here, Zach Nichols uh, looking like he's wearing a disguise. His eighth season, three finals, one win for Zach. I feel like Zach is just kind of money in the bank. Um, they bring him back pretty much every season now. He's a force to be reckoned with. 
Um, and yeah, I, you know, I don't know much to say about Zach, to be honest with you. Um, Although in this write-up, it's interesting to see that they wrote, unfortunately, for the happy couple, Amanda has long been threatening to drop a quote-unquote massive bomb about their relationship. Is it all bluster, or does his nemesis really hold the tea that can scorch Zach's chance at big money? (laughs) Whoever wrote that for MTV.com, you sick bastard, slow clap to you. Yeah, they are not holding back on that at all, are they? Uh, And that bleeds into (laughs) our first veteran woman, Amanda, here. Fifth season, zero finals. Um, I'm not digging at her, you know, I'm, I'm happy she's on the show. I, you know, we nominated her as one of the cast members of the year, so I'm glad she's on the show. I will say when you go through and you just scroll through the list of accolades here, she is one of the bottom three when it comes to the least impressive resumes here. Fifth season, zero finals. Um, and I'm, I don't think all types of shit talk. She she should have put an asterisk and says fifth season, zero finals, but a whole fuck ton of shit talk. Um, but I mean, so this is something format wise, I guess we are getting a peek in in these, in these bios because it says with so many enemies in the house, Amanda will be forced to rely on her only ally, her rookie partner. So they're teaming the, the, the veterans with the rookies. They're telling us that in this bio. Um, so uh, this is literally fresh meat. Mm-hmm. Ashley Mitchell back fifth season, two finals, two wins. The reigning challenge champ returns to the competition after cementing her place in challenge infamy. Um, I love it. So she's the only uh, female Ashley on the show this season. There won't be any confusion when you say Ashley because the other Ashley is not on the show. So I'm really glad that Ashley M will finally just be able to be Ashley here. More on that later. Um, but Hunter and Ashley back on the same season. Only a few. I mean, this was filmed. Let's be honest, like right after the reunion. So I can't even I, I this like the tension between them is going to be like off the charts. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to see that. And we were talking to Hunter like last week and this hadn't come out yet. And I, I wasn't like thinking that it was going to be happening that soon. You know what I mean? Like I was still like in real time because I, I still hadn't put two and two together that like these two were going to be in close quarters that clo- I just think that they're probably not even going to communicate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they might have to compete against each other. Cara Maria, baby. <laughs> 13th season, seven finals, two wins. The 2018 winner of the Challenge Mania Award for Challenger of the Year. Um, Cara Maria has established herself as the Challenge Queen pin, racking up an impressive seven final appearances, two wins, and a Challenge Mania Award. Just kidding. They don't give a shit. Okay. Um, Cara's back. Uh, interesting level of competition to go against this season for Cara. No Marie by her side. Um, she does have Johnny Bananas there. She obviously has her boo, uh, Polly, going into the season, still her boo. So um, what do you expect from Cara going into, you know, when, when you see the rest of these veterans out here, where does Cara kind of stack up in this roster? Well, it's hard to say she's still not like one of the front runners. I mean, guy or girl, we've seen that, you know, I don't think we can, she's not an underdog. She's going to, she's a strong player politically, uh, socially. You wouldn't put uh, her at the top of the, with the females we just went through and we'll go through the rest. We got, you know, Davon, Jenna, Cam, Nani, uh, Natalie. I, I would actually put Kara and Cam uh, one and two here. Uh, and I mean, I guess Ashley, um, as uh, among the veterans, I know nothing competition wise. We're going to go through every one of them, these new cats, but on the veteran side, I, if I had to power rank these women, do you want to do that? Like who would you, if we did a draft, who would you draft yeah. first out of these women? 
Oh, I'd go with I'd go easily Cara. What do you mean? Right. It's okay. Sorry, even, I thought you said she wasn't a front runner. It'd be it would be it would be no. I said it would be not logical to think that she's not. Oh, there you go. Okay. That she's not a front runner, like not ahead of the pack. She has so much experience and she hasn't stopped. She's another one. That's just like, you know, ch- challenge and, um, and, and challenge versus stars. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like, she hasn't stopped, you know? Um, and you know, I, I think that comes into play. You know what I mean? I think that that bumps, you know, West's stock a little bit too, you know? Um, you know, Hunter's been on for, for you know, straight for well he got the broken wrist and stuff like that so he's still he's not uh you know the cts uh you know depending on you know i think that you know i think that ct is sort of like settled in with you know he's sort of comfortable with you know where he is like athletically his um you know like i I don't think i don't know how much more work he's doing especially when you have a child and you're married like you you start falling into that father time you know what I mean? So, it, you know, it, it's, in, it'd be interesting to see, to see, you know, how, cause you know, dirty, 30, he made it through dirty 30 and, you know, he made it really far and won a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? He may have won like six out of like, you know, 12 competitions to be honest with you. Um, so like you just never know with him, you know? Uh, but you know, then you throw the, the hanging challenge in there. You know, where he said, I would have probably fell off, dude. There's a lot of hanging stuff going on, you know? Um, Leroy, like, he's, you know, 10th season, three finals, no wins. You know, if he's going to do something, he's, you know, you know, when's he going to do it? You know, he's got, it, it, it needs to happen, you know? I, you know, and I think he's a, he's a fan favorite. It's just, uh, you know, again, he's, he's getting older. He's one of the older guys now, you know? 32. CT's older. Shoot. I mean, Wes is probably in his thirties. You know, uh, Paulie's Paulie's going to be like this, you know, he's like the younger, like hot shot, you know, he wants it kind of reminds me of Dillashaw, you know, TJ Dillashaw. Well, you saw what happened to him last night. So I did see, I did see what happened to him and, um, he got his ass. What'd you say? I said, maybe that happens to Paulie. Well, you know, he's one of those guys that's taken the reins of being, you know, the biggest shit talker now, right? Like he is just like coming up with stuff that is like going viral because people just are like, what the fuck are you saying? You know, Um, and he has this relationship with this woman that is beloved, right? Like, so it's like, it's weird, man. It's weird seeing this all everything that's going on with him you know what i mean uh but he's hungry you know what i mean so i think we're gonna see that hunger you know from many you know from like you've seen it out of like the west is back and the you know first time we saw west he's very hungry loud and outspoken even myself very loud hungry outspoken don't give a fuck you know what i mean that's his attitude um and a lot of times that shit comes to bite you in the ass if you don't play your cards right. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, we've seen it. You know, we've seen Wes go a long way. We've seen Derek go a long way. We've seen, um, you know, what other shit talkers, you know, have gone a long way over the years. Um, you know, even Johnny, right? Like, he has the whole house against him, and he still f- finds a way to make it to the end somehow, you know? So, 
be interesting to see what happens. Let's just roll through the rest of these veterans uh, because then we got to get to the newbies, spend a little bit more time on them, and then we have a lot of questions. So, uh, Devon, I'm happy to see her back. What do you think about her? Uh, yeah, um, I, you know, I, I just, I'm indifferent. Like, I, I don't know much about her. I feel like I don't know much about her. Well, she's going to come you know? on the podcast. <laughs> oh, saw yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. So, well, great. That's, that's a good time to get to know each other for yeah. sure. All right, Jenna's back. Yeah, Jenna, she had an interesting, she's got an interesting sentence here. It says something along the lines of, uh, so three finals in seven seasons. That's not bad. Um, you know, she was uh, originally like known as like the ditzy blonde, you know, that started winning like trivias and stuff like that. Um, she has a successful run over a course of six seasons on the challenge, making three finals and only losing one elimination round in the process. Um, so over seven seasons, she's only won, lost one elimination round. Is that what I'm uh, understanding? Yeah. So the, the stat freaks would say that's because people bring her to the end. And the reason she's made three finals is because at least for two of those, people felt that uh, her and her partner once Jay and the other time I believe was her and her cousin, right, um, were, were brought there purposely. And thus, if you're going to bring people, you don't throw them into elimination so that that's kind of a loaded stat because it's not like she's out there winning elimination after elimination. They're kind of, you know, skating to the end there. That's just what the stat people are going to say when you start throwing out only losing one elimination. It's still, it's still, it's, it's, it's like this. When I first started, like if I, if Marie was my partner, like when, if I'm, if Cara Marie and Marie's my partner, like, I'm saying, listen, we do, we're not going to do very well here. Our our political game is going to have to be uh, on point. We may even have to say, look, I'm not the best runner at the end. You want me at the end. Marie doesn't run. You know what I mean? Like you want me and her at the end so you can beat me. You know what I'm saying? That's this is it's like going for broke, right? Like when you play a card game and you're like, listen, I, I'm looking at my cards right here and I got I don't have much. So I'm going to say zero. You know, so um, I, I still think there's a strategy behind. No, totally, it. I'm not you know taking. I mean? I'm not taking anything away from her. I think she's underrated. My thing is that to just like kind of to take a little bit of weight away from the whole only losing one elimination round in the process. I think that's more of a product of her not going into a ton and less winning a bunch. But maybe I'm wrong. So, and, Greg Holcomb, whoever's listening and, to this stat wise, let us know. And, and I want to know, is that one elimination loss, the one uh, during the Dirty 30 where her and Kayla lost to Camilla? I want to know if that's the one. All right. Mr. Hulk. Because that is an elimination out. round. That um, is an elimination round. Cam, I would put her as number one or two here as far as if I had to power rank these women. Um, Cam's back, third season, one final, uh, rookie of the year, fresh off that big win at the Challenge Mania Awards. Had to bring her back. What do you think of Cam? I'm going, I'm going Cara, Ashley, Cam and, or Natalie coming up here. It's like a tie between Natalie and, and Cam, but Cam beat her in an elimination. I think Natalie should have won. So I'll probably go with Cam number three, then Natalie four. Ooh, Nani with a close. Oof. Nani's got to be rusty. Let's be honest here. Yeah, we'll go. And can I tell you Cam- why I'd put both of those girls above Ashley's prospects here? Cam Ashley's three. got the biggest target on her back out of anyone ever. I mean, 
You know what I mean? Nobody wants Ashley down the stretch with them as far as her being able to even make decisions on whether you can win a million dollars, whether she's throwing a grenade at you. Who knows what the format yeah, is? She's not somebody I want down the stretch. And it, Hunter is probably going to die before he lets her win another final. So Yeah, but, yeah, but here's the thing. It's like she's about to have a partner that could be pretty good. And if she's partnered up with someone that's pretty good, it's dangerous. She is a dangerous player. Um, do we know how they get their partners? Do they do like a draft? Because that would be really awesome. Uh, if they get uh, to d- pick their partners during my season, first season of fresh meat, they had done like a, a like a secret combine. But you guys got to pick them. I think they should get to pick you. Maybe that's the case. Maybe I'd that's the case that. because the secret combine, that's cool. You for don't you have guys. to have a combine. You just go, you just go, well, oh, okay. you don't have to have the combine ju- for the, for the pros because are the champs or whatever you're calling veterans, because we've all watched the challenge. That's the yeah, tape. You can give them their stats. You can go, this person has done 18 seasons. Um, they're, they, uh, they've won, you know, they've made eight finals. Uh, they've won six. Uh, and, and Johnny bananas elimination record is, you know, eight and nine eight wins, nine losses or something like that. Go off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Nani, real quick thoughts on Nani and Natalie before we get to the rookies, uh, you know, what stands out in my mind is when Nicole actually beat uh, Nani and West, Nicole and Dario beat Nani and West uh, to make it to a final there in bloodlines. That was like an unbelievable moment. The last time we saw West on a full challenge. Is that right? Yeah. That so. was like, that was, that was kind of mind blowing because you know, that wasn't you know, bloodlines. Nic- that was, um, was it exes or something or something or rivals? And, yeah. and you got, and like, you understand like Nicole's like a string bean, you know, she's yeah. not very athletic at all. She doesn't do much, but they, they had to crawl, you know? Um, anyway, so I, you know, I, she, I don't think she's a bad player. I like, I have never done a challenge with her. Um, but I think she's like, like not bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know her, all her stats. I can't Natalie like, Negrodi just want to clarify something. So Natalie came on our podcast and I, I you know, asked her about her challenge feature and uh, you know, people are, are, are kind of saying, wow, she completely like no soul that she's on this challenge. It made it seem like she was seriously considering not coming back. I spoke to Natalie earlier that day. We had like a similar conversation about her challenge future kind of post season 33. And so I, I, before you guys think that she's just like an amazing liar, I think when I asked her on the podcast, she thought that our listeners and myself and D were assuming everyone knew she was on season 33 and we were asking about season 34 or at least like maybe cause she had filmed this already. She was kind of in the back of her mind. So don't think that she was coming on to swindle you guys. She actually thought I was asking about a season after this. And she really does not know whether she will or not return. So um, she wasn't just trying to put one over on you guys um, because I'm with, I'm with you that it's, she sounded a little, you know, she's like, she was really conflicted and she is really conflicted about her challenge feature after this. So just to clear that up for you guys. Yeah. And it's not like, look, so she's already gone and filmed this season. It's already filmed. It's already in the book. So she comes on our podcast and we're asking her, trying to ask her in real time about her whole challenge experience, mainly based on what we've seen on TV, what we've seen on TV, but she's already experienced this. Yes. You know what I mean? So it, it, you know, it's not, it's not hard to get caught up in the moment and be like, listen, the last time, you know, like, I don't know, like this is, this stuff is nuts. You know, I don't know if I could do it again. And it may not have been, I mean, regardless, like 
after what she went through in that final, people probably calling her a liar and Polly a liar and all that stuff. And she's trying to be like a, you know, good person and a role model to people. And like people are all up in her like sexuality and shit like that. She's just trying, you know, I mean, she's just trying to live her life. Like, you know, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, you know? So. Let's uh, let's move on to the newbies, the rookies, if you will, with a question from Alicia McCormick. She says, who the heck are all these new people? Well, we are going to break that down for you right now, Alicia. Um, let's start with let's start with the men. Alan appeared on various telenovelas. Now, here's the deal with this. I read that this guy, Alan, is like a huge challenge fan that he's like even been seen commenting in the challenge fans Facebook group and that he like begged his agent to get him on. And anyone who works in acting down there in, in Mexico um, or whatever, go and get this agent because he somehow got someone with no reality competition show experience onto the challenge just because he was a fan. And for all you guys listening out there. So you're saying there's a chance, uh, not saying they're just pulling people out of thin air, but if you really want to get on the show and if you're a good looking guy like Alan and you have a, uh, a Mexican basketball background here, um, I think, you know, look, he got on and his his credits are various telenovelas. So, yeah. Um, just OK, so so can can you tell me how many uh, followers he has? Because um, that's the poll, right? Yeah. That's the look. catch. I need to find his last name, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. But yeah, I mean, it could be the followers thing and it could be again, the idea that someone from another world was a huge fan of the show and leveraged his way on. And yeah, it might be the followers. I mean, if the guys on like telenovelas, which are the, um, uh, Latino, uh, version of soap operas are huge. So it's possible. The guy has a ton of followers. Um, doesn't matter whether they're followers who are applicable to the challenge or not, but I think it's cool. So Guy's got a good smile, uh, and he's a challenge fan. I'm all for it. So all you guys who want like a fans versus favorites season, this might be the closest you're going to get. Let's root for Allen here. Next, Ashley C. Guys, we finally got rid of the other Ashley, and you go and find a male Ashley? Really? Really? Appeared on X on the Beach UK, just tattoo of us, and Celebrity Sex Pod. What the fuck is Celebrity Sex Pod? You British people never cease to amaze me with your television. A former British soccer player, Ashley C. boasts a fearsome physical presence as well as the teamwork to make him uh, fare well in this game. Socially proclaimed a ladies' man while he's on a show called Celebrity Sex Pod. Um, Have no problem making allies and female competitors. Um, Look, former British soccer player, they take soccer very seriously out there. Um, Looks like a good athlete. You know, I'm a little bit annoyed that we're doubling up on the name Ashley once again. But welcome to the show. What do you think of Ashley C. here? Uh... Not lacking any confidence or strength. He is prepared to destroy, quote, unquote, destroy everything in sight. That's like something you would say, but go ahead. Uh, I feel like I've said that like a lot of times. I feel like that might be what our podcast should be called. Welcome to destroying everything in sight with Scott and Derek. Go ahead. Bonus content. Um, will his competitive nature and fierce temper take him to victory or infuriate his housemates and put an early target on his back? You know, I mean, it can happen. I mean, you just, there's, there's no way to predict. I mean, look, he's got a soccer background. So, I mean, he's probably going to have some gas. Um, you know, he's, he's doing X on the beach and celebrity sex pod. Like he's probably gonna be trying to be hooking, drinking and hooking up. So that can help and hurt you in different ways, you know? 
Um, there, you know, I got to see, I have to see him in person. You know, he looks, he looks pretty in shape, you know, um, fearsome physical presence as well as the teamwork skills to take it far in the game. I mean, yeah, he's like your typical challenger. He likes to, you know, yeah. hook up with hook, hook up and, and he gets and, his shit and in. Plays. All right. So Taj has a question says, how do you guys feel about it going from? Are you the one to big brother? Jordy Shorex on the beach to boom, every show on the earth, including damn ninja warrior um, and celebrity sex pod. Here's what I'll say. I don't know that this is going to continue to be the norm. I think they clearly had a format idea here with War of the Worlds. I think they went out of their way to cast internationally and get people who had appeared on international competition shows of a similar ilk. And they're clearly, maybe this is a play for a streaming service or, or, or to be able to diversify the audience into all these different markets, which if so, it's not a bad idea. And that's why you see the Survivor Turkeys and the X on the Beach UKs and, the, and the, all these international shows. So... I don't know that this necessarily is a sign that every sh- season here on out we're going to be pulling people from these very obscure international reality shows. I might be wrong there, but that's my take on that. What do you think, D? Well, f- like from you know MTV standpoint, right? Like, how do you make more money, right? Like, bigger audience, right? Well, TV rights in different uh, in different countries is huge. In different, and 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 I, I think we're already seen in in many different countries, but. If say, you know, we're we're not seeing in you know, I don't know one of these other countries that one of these other people are from, I don't know, Brazil, X on the beach, Brazil, you know, can we get some more love from the Brazilian people? Can we get more love from you know, I England's you know hitting hard. Who's this guy? Tarabi. Where's he from? Survivor Turkey. Like uh, Jordy, more Jordy Shore. Um, Big Brother 17, so more Big Brother. Big Brother and I'm just scrolling down down the list here. Uh, you know, like that's if you're gonna make more money, you know, more followers, more that's what they're shooting for. I would love to hear from somebody if we have any listeners, patrons especially, who live in the UK, um I would love to know because everyone's we're getting a lot of cast influx from the UK here. Um, and a lot of these people are on shows that are MTV properties out there. Jordy Shore, X on the beach, etc. And we get this guy like Kyle who comes over. Boom. A million followers. Now, Johnny Bananas is the biggest star on the challenge. He's been on 18 seasons, you know, 300,000 followers, half a million followers. So my question is, does MTV have like a bigger stranglehold on the reality world out in the UK? Is it a bigger deal? Are people still watching MTV out there the same way we were watching it in the late 90s, early 2000s, where if you were a star on an MTV show during the TRL days, like you were a megastar, like some of these original real world stars were and whatnot and household names? Because out here, there's such a large market when it comes to reality TV between CBS and Fox and NBC and MTV and VH1. And there's literally 650 reality shows. Bravo has about 40 million of them that you can be very large within your own world and not necessarily be an international superstar with a million followers. So if somebody can put it into context for me, someone who's either spent a lot of time in the UK or lives out there permanently, we would be very interested to hear like how big of a deal these shows are out there. Because when we hear like, you know, X on the beach here, it's kind of this spinoff show that's very niche and not a lot of people watch. And, and, and even shows that a lot of people do watch like a below deck on, on Bravo or something like that. Those people aren't necessarily household names to everyone yet. When, when I look at a million followers from a, from a Kyle 
uh, like that's like you know that's a big number and a lot of these guys coming over they seem like big deals so i would love to know that over in the uk specifically well and and look another interesting fact like i was just scrolling down the list we're going to see some more girls from jordy shore like we couldn't get anybody from jersey shore onto the challenge right like how about that you know that's that's different and i did hear that once um vendettas like they never showed the challenge in the uk up until vendettas so they pull in a joss they pull in a kyle they pull in a kaylee and now all of a sudden they're playing vendettas in the uk which you know makes us now international you know what i mean makes us internationally known uh people which we already are in some way shape or form because you know i've I've, I've gotten love from even the podcast has gotten love from people in different countries, um, all over the place, which is awesome. I just want to know, like, put it in perspective for me. If you, if you somehow have a, a gen, like, cause I'll say this when Jersey shore shore launched, you know, Snooki situation, those were household names. Those were huge stars. Um, and thus you said they never went on the challenge, but like, so like, is a Kyle from when he does X on the beach or whatever it is, Jordy Shore out there, is he on that level of like first season Jersey Shore, Paulie D? Um, put it into perspective for me if you can. Um, I think it's, I think that's right. So Bear, let's get to this guy, Bear. Um, cheeky Brit, sure to ruffle some new feathers. He did Jordy Shore, Big Brother UK, Shipwrecked. He's done his, his uh, fair share of reality shows. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch this one, D, but rumors going around, going rampant. A lot of the veterans in the U.S. here have been commenting on this. Apparently, this guy got paid a lot of money to come and do this show. Have you heard that rumor? No. Okay. No. Well, rumors are this guy got paid a ton of money and... People are commenting and saying that that's the money that should be getting thrown at the veterans of the challenge who would not do the show for what they're offering the, you know, the U.S. folks. But they do have that money and they're willing to shell it out for a guy like Bear. So I don't know anything about this guy. I know, you know, from combing the Reddit yeah. threads and whatnot, people were very excited to see him on here. Seems like he's a great character. But um, clearly they really wanted him if that rumor is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, what veterans are saying? No. To the money they're throwing. Listen, if oh, they want, them. well, a lot of them. We talk about it all the time. Landon, Coral, Trishel, uh, like these people, uh, you know, are are not going to take the money that they're being offered at this point. But they would take, say, the money if that figure that I read about this bear guy is true that he got a six yeah. figure offer. Um, yeah. You know. Well, all, well, I mean, did, didn't when we told him a million dollars was on the line, when we told Landon a million dollars online, that's different. Okay. Some, I, saw I, understand, somebody write this. I understand, but that's all, that's all we had to say. The chance to win. To a mil- yes, that's cool. That guy, that perked his interest. Got, sure. But that's yeah. not, Hey, it's not, Hey, I can leave my job for three months for a chance to, to win a million dollars. I need, I need a chance to win a million dollars and I need a guaranteed this amount of money, you know? Um, okay. Moving down chase, Chase, you might have recognized from X on the Beach. I watched his season of The Bachelorette. I was not a huge fan of him from an entertainment standpoint. He kind of bored me. He was like kind of in the running or in the rumor mill for possibly then being the next Bachelor. My wife and I have sort of since given up on the show. It kind of, we kind of got a sour taste in our mouth after something that happened during a, uh, uh, a Bachelor in Paradise season that they we just felt like kind of like really misplayed. But um, back when we were watching the show, I watched this guy's season. Didn't seem like great TV to me. He's a good-looking guy. Um, seems like via this, uh, right up here on X on the beach, he gained a reputation as a player and a douchebag. So I don't know what to expect from chase. I don't have much to say about him, but he is one of two people on here that I've, that I've seen on television before. So he does have that distinction. 
Yeah, I've seen them on TV too, and I, I watch X on the Beach now, or I try to as much as I can, because, uh, like I said before, I, I want to see what Nicole they, and because uh, they pay you, huh? Because they pay you to write tweets about X on the Beach. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, I just genuinely, and I just think it's funny, man. It's Guys, if you just watch get... X on the Beach this week and you tweet three hundred times about it, you could win a free cruise, courtesy of Pauly Calafiore. Listen, dude, Jose was cuddling. Uh, Corey Brooks Where's Corey Brooks on this cast by the way I think we should have swapped yeah. out Chase for Corey Brooks Sorry yeah, Chase uh, No we need to get Corey on the podcast yeah, um, Somehow And he maybe he can tell us a little bit more about Chase Because I think they're buddies um, And he was on the X on the beach with him um, How could they be buddies when he like Stole his spot on the show Yeah, yeah. Well Well Corey's still on his spotlight on this X on the beach right now. So maybe they're even right now. You know, um, this. yeah, go ahead. Look, if you're known as a douchebag or whatever, this is saying he gained a reputation as a player in a douchebag. And they're saying that like he's, he, he must have some douchebaggery tendencies and you know, it's going to come out on TV and it's going to look awesome because we all know that, you know, one, one of the, one of the main, one of the main things you need to have to be on one of these shows is to be able to look like a freaking idiot or a douchebag uh, in some way, shape, or form at some time, you know. So if he's got that in his bag, then you know. You know why this not? Uh, next guy, Gus, right? Yes, yes, I know Gus. Uh, yeah, we will definitely be getting him on the podcast. All right. What's up, Gus? Uh, I've met Gus. He used to play baseball with, and I told you this. Uh, he used to play baseball with Hunter in high school. So there's an alliance right there that you guys. Uh, don't know about he played baseball in high school with hunter where hunter went on to play uh division division one baseball uh and and i guess you know i don't know what happened to gus but they're like friends you know that's cool um yeah little 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 alliance there i love it um next um i don't know how to pronounce this Zhao paulo i believe jp he's gonna go by he's from x on the beach brazil we touched on that and how that market could be valuable to the challenge franchise don't be fooled this brazilian is much more than just a pretty face it says but man does he have a pretty face uh enough money to get married hopes to be competing enough money to get married Okay. <laughs> to a specific back, person or to be able to like throw money at random uh, women back home. JP works as a model and, and was even crowned Mr. Brazil, but don't be fooled. This Brazilian is much more than just a pretty face. So you just said that, uh, he, in fact, he holds a degree in, in energy engineering and is ready is ready to use both brains and brawn to make make a name for himself on the challenge. Which is good because I read that this final has energy engineering puzzles in it. So good thing you're there with your, with your sorry. Hold on, hon. A former star on X on the Beach Brazil, JP is looking forward to competing in hopes of winning enough money to get married. Yes. We don't need to read this word for word, but yes, he's looking. But what? Okay, that's like weird. It's a weird thing to say. He probably maybe is. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I mean, the guy was already Mr. Brazil, which I don't know if that's an engineering degree and he's a model. Seems like he's had money that he might have spent on college or his in his uh, quest to become Mr. Brazil that maybe. But it doesn't say for college. It says to get married when we both know we talked about earlier earlier this podcast, like you just go to the courthouse and like. No, he wants to have a dude. He wants to have a huge Brazilian wedding. Are you kidding? Then why? I'd say wedding, and not married. Yeah, I'd right. say wedding, and not married. 
<laughs> you know, yes, getting married only costs about $65. All right, next. Josh. Josh is from Big Brother 19 where he won. He beat all those meatballs. That's my impression of Josh. Um, full disclosure. Oh, he won? My wife, yeah, he won Big Brother 19. I did not think he should have won. Um, I've watched three seasons of Big Brother. All three times I thought the person who should have won lost. Two times was this guy, Paul, who the first year he lost to a girl named Nicole. The second year he lost to this guy, Josh, who he brought all the way to the final with him. And he just burned so many bridges along the way that I think everyone voted for Josh out of spite. But Josh is a great TV character. So he will be great on the show. And he wants to come on the podcast. And I look forward to oh, seeing really? him on the challenge. This yeah. is already happening? Yes. Yeah, I saw a tweet coming from uh, uh, one of these guys, Tarabi. I saw a tweet. Someone, someone, someone shouted us out. Said, um, "Said uh, you should go on Challenge Mania and let them know, let everyone know, you know what you're all about." And he like retweeted it. I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on?" No, it's cool. I mean, that people are now, you know, they're getting introduced to this lexicon here, and we're we're a part of it. Um, lexicon. Yeah. Theo after all these years they've finally gotten another Theo he's appeared on Love Island he's a born competitor he represented England as a member of its national track team see I hear that and I think this guy's got a skill set tone out with Nevia by Moen the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water making it look sound and feel totally different Learn more at moen.com slash nebbia. For a final, if that time comes, um, you can't assume he was a long-distance runner and not just a sprinter, but the guy looks like he's in good shape, so I'd imagine he could do both. Um, he brings his formidable athletic talents to the challenge and hopes of winning enough money to buy a house. So once uh, JP is, has had his, uh, his marriage, he can live in this house with Theo if they both win. Um, despite his athletic experience, he recognizes the challenge is a whole different sort of competition. He's never afraid to speak his mind. I should hope so. Um, I don't have much to say about this guy, but happy to see that uh, we have another Theo here. So maybe a few years down the road, Theo Vaughn been forgotten completely just kidding we want to get theo on the show people request him a lot he's got a very very uh successful stand-up comedy career going on so i don't know that he has interests in living in the past but uh keep tweeting him we'll see what happens let's end here on the final mail you mentioned him, Tarabi, a.k.a. Turbo. He is a two-time winner of Survivor Turkey. He won Survivor Turkey, and he won Survivor Turkey All-Stars, which if you guys haven't seen the show, it's just like Survivor, except you only can eat turkey. Just kidding. It's Survivor in the country of Turkey. Is that an offensive joke? I don't know. Accurately named Turbo for his MMA fighter slash dancer um, background, is um, he's... Wait, made a name for himself as a dominating force, which he won twice Survivor. Okay, not a lot of people have won Survivor twice in any country. There's one person who has won it here in the U.S. twice. Her name is Sandra. They call her the queen because she won twice. Turbo won this show twice, which I don't know if there are any major format differences, but if Survivor Turkey is anything like Survivor U.S., that's a crazy feat to have won twice. The guy has an MMA background, a dancing background, and the fact that he won a show as competitive as Survivor twice, I think this guy's a favorite here on the veteran end. Um, and you said he already wants to come on the podcast, which I love that. So I co-sign this guy being on the show. This guy is the first one who has a background who I'm like, yep, love it. Yeah, I've seen some of his uh, videos, and he's very impressive. Uh, and a name like Turbo, like love that. That's pretty cool, man. You know what I, I wish see? I had a name you like know what Turbo. I see? You know what I see? I see a shirt in the Challenge Mania shop in his future. Um, but here's the story with this guy. 
I saw some posts that apparently there's already like digital billboards in casinos in Turkey advertising this show with him on it. He's uh. clearly an international hero over there in Turkey from having won one of their banner shows twice. And yeah. if he's going to bring eyeballs to the show just by being on it, like that's what I like to see. You know, we kind of assume that all these people might be lesser or some form of an example of that where they're bringing eyeballs to the show within their their home country and home market, but We've seen the proof with, I mean, it is a like a billboard in the lobby of a casino with him, and it says Turbo Challenge War of the Worlds. Like, that's awesome. So I don't know if JP's got one of those in Brazil or if any of the UK folks have them in the UK, if there's a, you know, a big billboard above Piccadilly Circus with Theo on it. But I saw the proof is in the pudding with this guy, Turbo. He is a star over in Turkey. I have a feeling he'll be a star over here, too. I'm really interested in some of the politics uh, in Turkey and how the, you know, the war of the worlds really uh, coincide with him living in a country that it has, you know, known like, you know, terrorist ties. Uh, And I'm interested, you know, because we get a different take over here in the States. uh, And, you know, I want to know what the reality is on the ground. We have had challenges out there. Um, I've had, I have heard some, you know, scary stories about, um, uh, about, you know, that country. But then again, you know, people die here all the time. I'm just saying it's so close to like the, you know, the Syrian border where there has been a civil war going on for so many, so many years, you know, I wonder how that affects someone like him. And I wonder, you know, if it may, how hungry it makes someone like him, you know? So, you know, being able to like win survivor, dude, that's, that's some serious shit, man. You know? Yeah. He, Clearly knows how to survive. Speaking of which, we have a question here from John Heddles. Why on earth are they casting from Survivor Turkey before Survivor US? Jay crossed over to X on the Beach, so what gives? Um, I will say this. I heard that Jay might have had the, you know, the open door into the challenge, but I heard something went down on X on the Beach to where they didn't want to work with him again. So that maybe Jay was put on that show to be the first crossover guy from Survivor because he certainly fits the mold. He is a, uh, a guy who, if you saw him, Without even knowing he was on Survivor, he looks like he would have been cast on the challenge. But that apparently is why we're not getting Jay on this. I don't know the details. I'm not just trying to leave him out on purpose. You can probably look it up, but I don't know specifically what it was. But I know something during the filming of X on the Beach made them realize, hey, maybe he's not great for the challenge. Why they're going for Survivor Turkey before Survivor US? The guy won Survivor Turkey twice. So they are getting the biggest star from Survivor Turkey. This is also War of the Worlds. They're trying to do this international yeah. theme. That makes perfect sense. So it makes more sense for them to have the biggest star and two-time winner of Survivor Turkey than, say, Jay, who came in sixth from Survivor US. It just makes sense. It's simple math. So, um, that's Yeah, you win Survivor twice, you become famous as fuck. Yes. And there's not... Look, there's one person in the US who's done that. Her name's Sandra. She is not in the demo for this show. She will never be on the challenge. And even some of the one-time winners from Survivor in the US... I don't necessarily think would be as big of a deal or make as much sense in this cast as this two-time winner out of Turkey, Turbo, who seems physically, age-wise, etc., like he fits right in. Um, okay, let's get to the women. Let's um, go through here. We're running a little long, but that's okay because this is a big blowout podcast. We got a lot of news this week. We got a new season to talk about. It's very exciting, so we're going to give everyone their due time here. We'll try to infuse some of your questions on the way in and out. 
First up for the women, D from Jordy Shore, a self-described wild child. Australian D joins the challenge from Jordy Shore with the goal of making a major splash on the competition. Um, though at times a silent assassin, D is not afraid to make a big competitive move or call out her fellow challengers. So I see Jordy Shore here, um, and I and I think okay, they're trying to go back to the well where they struck some gold with the Kayleys and with the. Um, and with the Melissa's and these these British shows out there, but they're going to a new crop of talent. Kyle's the one holdover from last season, and they're kind of infusing these new cast members. I don't watch the show, so I don't know if D here has a history with Kyle, but that could be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd see like an uh, initial alliance, you know, you would think, unless they have had some romantic uh, squabbles, which is very possible with Kyle, that's pretty much the only romantic stuff he has are squabbles. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the chicks, they just keep, they, they like it, you know, um, they like it. Georgia, who is from Towie and love Island. Uh, she's another UK import and, uh, Mm. she's got one goal money. She's a model and an influencer who isn't these days. And she wants to, uh, invest in a, uh, wait, She'd like nothing more than to be able to set up her family and friends for life and invest in a bikini company. So first step to investing in a bikini company is, is become a reality star. You're almost there, our good friend Georgia. Um, will she be able to maintain her composure and focus on winning challenges, or will she spend too much time letting loose? Um, whenever I hear that warning in play, I'm like, ah, oh, they're setting this one up to be somebody who uh, gets into some fun and, and maybe has an uh, you know, early exit. But uh, we'll see. I don't know nothing about those shows, Love Island or Towie, so, or Towie. I don't even know how you say it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we um, all, you, could, yeah. you should be interested in this one. Julia and Liz, they are identical twins from Big Brother 17. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Liz. That's nuts. Yeah. Liz came in second place on the show. Um, and I forget where Julia finished, but, um, they made major waves pretending to be one another. So they pretended to be one house guest, like essentially, you know, when one of them was in the room talking to someone and the other one wasn't there, they looked very similar at the time. So they could get inside information from people without them knowing they were talking to the other person. They look pretty different now. They have different hairstyles. Probably not going to be pulling that off this time around, but, um, interesting, you know, it reminds me of, you know, (laughs) it reminds me of that, uh, was that that old Budweiser commercial and twins, but I think these are the first twins they've ever had on the challenge. Am I right? Uh, well, Dario, Dario and, uh, his brother, are they twins? Yes, they are. You're right. These are not the Dario brothers, the Dario brothers, Dario. And who's the other one? Naharis. I don't know. (sighs) Um, I remember. Okay, but so this should be interesting. We'll see what happens. They obviously have a built-in alliance because they're not going to be on the same team. So that's interesting to cast someone along with their bloodline on a non-bloodline show. I don't know if that's fair, but we'll find out if it is. Could put a target on their back. Next, Maddie Lynn appeared on Party Down South. Maddie Lynn previously appeared on Party Down South, but rest assured, not your typical Southern belle. A self-declared beautiful disaster. She's a bartender with a penchant for partying, looking to have a good time and maybe win some money. She hopes to pay off bills, buy a house, and start a company. However, she's never one to pass up a chance to throw back some shots. Will an experienced veteran partner be able to help tame her buck wild side and take the two to victory? I see Jemmy 2.0 with Maddie Lynn. What do you think? Um, I see the similarities, you know, I see the similarities. I know what you're talking about there when you mentioned Jemmy, but you know, I, I haven't seen her on the show. 
on Party Down South. I mean, she looks. Where does one like find Party Down South? What What is that? Country, like country music channel, probably. Oh, got it. Yeah, I think maybe. Um, so I I know about the show. I've heard about the show, um, but you know, I haven't seen her. I don't know much about her. But you know, she she looks like she might be able to go. You know, I mean, do some damage just from the naked eye. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Morgan. Morgan won this season of Big Brother Over the Top, which was essentially a season of Big Brother that they did solely on their streaming service as a way to get people to sign up for that. It did not successfully work on Lindsay and I, so we did not watch it, but she's another Big Brother winner on the show here who is also on X on the Beach season two, so you might know her from that, D. Yeah, I'm I'm watching her on TV now, like on X on the Beach. So give us your two cents. What do you think? Um, uh, she, she, was, she was liking the guy... Uh, uh, Jay from Survivor that yep. you just talked about. I think they were exes, no? Or they, they and, had a thing, right? And Corey came in and he had a thing with her. And in, in, in the clip that I just retweeted, uh, Corey's like, you know she wants me, bro. You know she wants me and not you. And like Jay's like running after him. And uh, he kind of, Jay kind of gets like flipped by like another guy as he's coming after Corey. And he's like chasing Corey around the house. It's, I retweeted the clip. I was like, this, there's so much awesome in here. Um, I can't even I can't even do it. But that's pretty much what I said. Um, she's, you know, what's she going to do uh, on the challenge? I, you know, physical, physically, physical abilities. You know, what is she, cheerleader? Uh, what I'm, what else am I seeing here? Uh, so, you know, she's got a good, if she's winning big brother, she has a good political game, right? Yeah. And um, those big brother, a lot of those big brother comps, cause they do physical comps on big brother end up being similar to some of the elimination comps you see here. Natalie, the one that Natalie beat Johnny with, that's something you'd see on big brother. They do a lot of endurance comps like that, where you got to hold your arm up or you got to stay on a pole for long, stuff like that. Yeah. So she might be tough, you know, um, um speaking of she Jay, likes- I don't know if you're a Jay fan or not, but if you want to see one of the greatest clips ever, you don't watch Survivor, so you don't get the, the, what this means. But on, on Survivor, they have hidden immunity idols, which are things that when you find them in the woods, they're like, it's like a little necklace that like when someone goes to vote you out, you can play an idol beforehand and, and make sure you don't go home, right? So right. sometimes people make fake idols. They use little materials that they find, and they make like a really good fake version of an idol, and they hide it, hoping that somebody finds it, tries to play it. And, of course, Jeff Probst is like, this is fake. It doesn't work. So this guy, David Wright, made a fake idol. Jay, who you're talking about, found it. He went to play it, like all cocky and shit, at the uh, – um, uh, what's it called? Tribal council. And then Jeff's like, this is not a hidden immunity idol. This is fake, whatever. And then Jay goes home and, uh, it's a, you should watch that clip. Like look up like Jay survivor, fake immunity idol. Um, it's a good clip. Okay. Let's move on to Ninja Ninja who is aptly named from American Ninja Warrior. Ninja Natalie may be one of the most formidable rookie competitors to join the challenge. The LA native and professional rock climber. Whoa. Gained notoriety on American Ninja Warrior as one of its first two women to advance to the Los Angeles finals. If her physical prowess wasn't enough, Ninja also holds a degree in neuroscience. Wow. That's Mm. amazing. Which she will no doubt use to gain a mental edge on her competition. Through, uh, though the prize money would be nice, Ninja's true motivation to win comes from her desire to push herself as a competitor. That sounds like UD. As such an intimidating force, she'll have to see if she can find a partner capable of keeping up with her intensity and athleticism. I think the main story coming out of Ninjaville this week is our good friend Mikey P., another American Ninja Warrior competitor, him and Kayla being very vocal about 
the fact that they, and Mikey in particular, do not feel like Ninja is the one who was worthy of casting on this show from that brand, that there are female ninjas who are more heralded, who have had more success, that, that Mikey sees this as more of a PR stunt and that she was kind of cherry-picked to be the representative here. I hate to tell you, Mikey, but that's kind of how this works. So um, it's not necessarily supposed to be the best person from every show. Maybe Ninja wanted to be on the show more than those other ladies. Maybe there's just a little bit of crossover with representation as far as you know the people she works with and who they were casting with and whatnot i have no idea but and, i don't think it needs and, to be like the best woman from american ninja warrior and maybe she drinks and they don't that's another good thing too i mean maybe she was throwing a couple back on those all-nighters studying up for her neuroscience degree um but yeah mikey very vocal about it um they did an and IG maybe Live. she likes guys about and girls yeah, and who knows? Don't. But I don't, I mean, I think, you know, Mikey was a little annoyed that she was the first American Ninja Warrior representative. Now, I don't know if everyone is like Ninja Steve, Ninja Mikey, but the fact that she's Ninja Natalie, I think is pretty dope. So that might have played a part in it too. It's very simple. You hear it quickly and you're like, oh, I get it. She's American Ninja Warrior, Ninja Natalie. Um, either way, I'm excited to see what she can do. Um, I would maybe power rank her towards the top of the, the women here, just from, you know, reading a bio. Um, and, uh, Shailene next, the bachelor Canada, eh? Yeah. How would you rate that guy? I'd give him an A. As a contestant on The Bachelor Canada, Shailene may not have found love, but she certainly found drama. With her sights set on the challenge war of the worlds, the Toronto native may wind up finding both as an aspiring filmmaker. Love it. Maybe she should be hooked up with our friend Johnny Hickey. Shailene hopes to lock down the prize money in order to finance her career. But don't be fooled by this pageant girl's sweet demeanor. She notoriously uses her charm to swindle her way into getting what she wants when she wants it. If provoked too much, her combative side is sure to come out. What do you think of her? I don't have much to say about her, but she looks fun. She looks nice, and I love that she's an aspiring filmmaker. Uh, yeah, she was on The Bachelor Canada. So <clears throat> I don't think there's too much athletic stuff going on over there. Um, you know, I don't I, you know, it's, there's just not, there's not much here. I don't see her being uh you know a formidable opponent you know I watched for one episode of the bachelor canada i watched one episode of the bachelor canada but i thought it was weird that they went on a date to a tim hortons i was like really yeah zahita is our last one here from x on the beach uk and Jordy shore the double threat a rambunctious former beauty queen from newcastle uk zahita is sure to make her mark during the first challenge season the Jordy shore and x on the beach uk alum describes herself as cheeky loud and really flirty zahita will definitely be a presence to watch because of her large personality don't underestimate her as a competitor um I don't know. I just get a vibe from her that she's going to be trouble in a good way. I think she's going to be TV gold. And look, X on the Beach UK, Jordy Shore, we've had good track records of people um, from those shows. So who knows where she'll fit in with the rest of the UK bunch here, but I think uh, she could be good. Yeah, she, she definitely probably took Kaylee's spot, I feel like. Yes. Now let's talk about some of that. We'll get out of here on some of these questions. Um, uh, Amy Owens says opinions on Kayla's man, basically saying Ninja Nat shouldn't have been cast. I kind of gave my thoughts on that, but where do you stand on that? Do you think they were just trying to make some waves here? Or he he was like, really offended. By it. Uh, like I said, I mean, does do his people, you know, what, what is their character? Like, what are their personalities? Uh, personalities like is all they do Ninja warrior. You know what I mean? It's like that all they do and they're just like straight laced, boring people. Um, or are they like, you know, still living it up? You know what I mean? Cause that's the difference. Like the difference between 
you know, the people that don't get cast and the people that get casted are the ones that are like living it up. You know, you could be ninja, you could be ninja Nat and like fucking really trying to be a ninja, you know, and it'd be boring or you could be, you know, find fun and innovative ways to be a real life ninja. You know, and guess what? Like, I don't watch American like, Ninja Warrior, and there's a reason for yeah, that. I yeah, do watch like, the challenge, so yeah. Like I try to be Deadpool like every day. Yes, you know, and maybe so, she does as well. Um, yeah. Mek Martin says, "How do you feel about the title being War of the Worlds, but the format being Fresh Meat style rather than Gauntlet style, as in veterans versus rookies?" And Scott, do you feel they dropped the ball on the title like they did with the Final Reckoning? I love the title, Emmy. I will say that. Um, and then they have like the anarchy sign. Love you know, it. with for the A. Yeah, I love it. I love the look of it. I love the whole kind of Fury Road deal. And uh, the reason I didn't like the Final Reckoning is I felt like it was just kind of a. I feel like they backed their way into the title. I feel like they were like, okay, this is kind of a trilogy, the Final Reckoning. Let's call it that. By calling it the Final Reckoning, I think we were all just a little underwhelmed by how like little of a through line there really was with the trilogy. Um, I just thought it was a little vague. War of the Worlds is perfect for a format like this. You've casted internationally. You've done a really great job of getting someone from a lot of the different necks of the world. So um, I just, you know, I, I love the title. I love the format. I really like the partner format, Fresh Meat style, rather than big gauntlet style teams. I, you know, we've talked about the flaws in, in team formats. So um, what do you think? Do you like it as well? I love it. The War of the Worlds, uh, the killing, what's it called again? The killing field? What do we, what's it? The killing what? Uh, the killing zone? Yeah. Uh, the, killing, the killing ground? The killing ground. The killing, the killing floor. Sorry, the killing floor is what it's the called. The killing floor. The killing floor. And then, like, every, the way they, all of it, just like they, they've put out like three things, right? Or four things now. They've got, you know, the title, the, the, the elimination, uh, you know, a little clip of them like fighting in the desert on like top of a truck. Like, that dude, was cool. That, that reminded me of Mad Max Fury Road. That's what I was saying. What's that other movie that, uh, is it uh, with Will Smith? Uh, and they're, and he's like looking for the book. Oh What's no, that? that's book of Eli the and that's Bible. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington book and the book of Eli, yeah. the, the, the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it gives me that kind of feel. Yeah. So um, I love it. Here's a, a question from Megan Yarnell. We'll ask this. Hopefully this will make up for the fact that you had your cruise stolen from you by Polly Calfiore. Just kidding. Uh, Megan says, who would you pick as your partner from the world cast? Also, what do you look for most in a partner? So D I'll let you take this one first. I don't know. Do we know if it's guy girl teams? How does it? Do you know? Uh, look, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's guy girl teams. Okay, so you why know? don't you pick a, a female here? Uh, I'd have to obviously go with Ninja. Yeah, I was gonna say I, her too. I mean, well, it's like you know, you're not gonna pick the pageant girl or the Bachelor Canada girl. You know? Yeah. There's just not enough there. I, I feel like this Maddie. Okay, let's Lin- say this. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Let's take Ninja off the table. No ninja, yeah. who are you taking? Um, I'm thinking that maybe what's this girl got anything? Model influencer Georgia. Uh, she doesn't have anything. I'm gonna go Morgan I, from Big Brother uh, over the top winner. That's who yeah, I'm I was, taking. I was going. I was gonna go with Morgan too. Nope, you, you, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I was gonna lose. go with Maddie Lynn. All right, you get Maddie Lynn, I get Morgan. We'll see who makes it further. Um, and whoever, right. whoever wins, we get to name the show, whether it's War of the Words or the, the Killing Conversation. Um, another question here. This was kind of more big picture. It doesn't really have to do with this, but I'll ask it anyway because it's interesting. Mike Bongiovanni, how do you feel about so many people making stand accounts? I know it's fun for them, but sometimes it just says Challenge Mania liked, and it's, 
and it's Challenge Mania Defender account. I'll follow them. But I think they're saying you or represent you as a is a dangerous game. If anyone has a Challenge Mania stand account, that's cool. Just make it very obvious that you're not us. Um, when the guy did the cha- at Challenge Mania with the two L's and uh, two I's instead of the two L's, um, I reached out immediately because he fooled me. Because there's a thing you can do on social media or in general where, and I don't know why when they designed the alphabet they did this, but an uppercase I and a lowercase L look identical. So I've been trying to get the at Challenge Mania Twitter for a long time. It's not active. I'm trying to find a way to get it. But but in the meantime, someone created at Challenge Mania and the two L's in, in Challenge are, lower, are really uppercase I's. And so I reached out right away and I was like, oh, can I have this? And he was like, oh, sorry to you know get you excited. This actually is spelled a different way. I said to him, I said, it's totally cool. Just make sure you put in your profile. You're clearly a fan account, not associated with us. He's done that. Um, some other people who have accounts, it's fine. So I, I'm, I'm flattered by it. But yes, don't pretend you're me. Don't pretend you're D. Make it obvious that you're not one of us. Put that in the bio and then we can all have some fun. Right? Yeah. That's what I think. I yeah. know. Uh, um, whatever. Just back us up, man. Don't make us look like idiots. That's, yeah. And then if Stan accounts, as far as like other people go, like other people using like, I don't know, Ashley's picture or something that. like that. Um, I hate like, that. You know, now you're like basically trying, you know. The reason I don't, I don't know, like man. it is because when I read like a shitty comment and I look at the picture, at least for like a half a second, my brain is associating the shitty comment with Leroy or Kayla or whoever your picture is. So like, yes, I then immediately find out that it's not them. But for a split second, my brain is like, ah, oh, what a dick Leroy is, you know? So that's why I don't love that. I, even if your name is something completely different, I just have your picture be of you. That's the I, right. Like, why can't we yeah. all have pictures of us? Um, but I am flattered. If your picture is a Challenge Mania poster or a Challenge Mania logo, it's cool, and, and we think it's very flattering. Um, Alyssa, did Scott and D find out with the rest of us, or did you guys know beforehand casting and name of the season? Yes, we did know. We need to know this stuff so we don't spoil it by accident. We need to know stuff so we know who not to try to book on a Challenge Mania live show, and then they can't come because they're off filming a season. We also find out that way because we go to book people and they're not available um we like to line up our programming to where it corresponds well we don't want to have somebody on you know right before or right after they're announced as doing something so i mean like it helps us be able to plan our show better and it helps us not spoil stuff by accident um so we did both you know find our way stumbling upon most of the cast and and the name of the show but we want to enjoy it with you guys and, and keep it hush until until it comes out. Um, and, you know, we, we are, you know, hopefully as these things progress and as the podcast progresses, we can cut, become more involved in the um, cast reveal process. Um, we've obviously done this podcast a few days later. I think our goal for the next one might be to record our podcast and be ready to launch it. Boom, put it up the minute that cast is announced. D, what do you think of that? I think we do that. Maybe that would be fun because. The day that this cast was announced online was just, and I know you were in the middle of something, but um, if we could have had a podcast drop right after that, I think it would have been uh, big business. So well, it was like two days ago, right? It was uh, Wednesday, I think, right? Yeah, so yeah. today's Saturday. I mean, yeah. shit. No, I know, but I, I would love to be a part of the reveal process if we can. Um, but you know, they're doing great work over there at People Magazine, and uh, they're still slightly above the uh, Challenge Mania. And what QA. did they do? What did they get? The same thing MTV got. Right. What I'm saying is that we have the information. We can go and record our podcast to where the soon as that cast is announced by people, we have an oh, audio yeah. version of what we just right. did right away. And we're right. the first people really breaking it down, you know? Right, right, um, right. So so you're saying, yeah, I, I mean, 
So you want to be like a news out, like a real news outlet, not like, oh, we're finding out this information. Like, but here's the thing. It's like, it's like, like Brian Windhorst or whatever. Like, right. Like who the hell he's is that? Getting, uh, what's his name from, uh, the, like the inside basketball information guy, or the inside football okay. information guy, right. Woj, Wojciechowski or something. Yeah. 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 Woj. Yeah. Or, Whoa, 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 right? Like he's getting like information, like directly from like the players, right? Like that's, that's what we get. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, you know, maybe like, you know, the, you know, the, the commissioner, maybe Roger Goodell isn't like, Hey, Brian, um, let me give you some of this information. No, we're not getting that, but we're getting like, you know, information from, you know, from the players, like all the time. You know, no, so, totally. But with a cast, a cast reveal, and you know, breaking down all these people, uh, you know, it'd be cool to be able to to drop it. And we have the ability to do that. So I'm just thinking, maybe, maybe next season, um, you know, we have it up the day of. Just thinking ahead. Um, mm-hmm. let bang, let's bang this out. Um, uh, okay, blah 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 blah. Let's find some good ones here. Okay, um, uh, Rami. Uh, Emmer says, how will Ashley Mitchell do this time around? And will she have a huge target on her back? How will Wes and Nani do since they haven't been on in a while? Will they come out strong like Brad and D? What do you think? Both two part question there. Ashley Mitchell, big target. And then Wes and Nani, uh, after a long layoff. Well, you know, I, I think it changes everything when you're, when you're teamed up with somebody else, because their alliance is going to be Ashley's alliance. Right. But also the, you know, Ashley haters, are also going to hate him. So it just depends on the group of people that each person has, you know what I mean? And then how well they do and perform in competition. Like I said, I think Ashley's a good athlete. I think Ashley's going to um, be able to do well with a halfway decent partner, you know? Um, then again, there will be, you know, a target on her back from the people that, you know, but it's almost like she had a lot of people having her back at the end of that. Like the end of the show was like, Lavender ladies, right? I don't, I don't know how many are on here now, but you know, um, and then like Wes, I think Wes is going to do well because like I said before, um, he had, he has more than just 11 seasons of experience. Like the, those other three seasons, those are three week seasons where you're doing similar things that you would see on a challenge. Okay. So, you know, he knows what to expect. You know, he's, he's a, he's a veteran. He's smart. He's experienced. Um, I'm sure he's probably gotten a little bit better shape than he was way back in the, you know, his, 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 uh, ending of, uh, cause I think, I think he had a, a, not a very good final stretch of challenges before he left. Um, so I, I think he's got some experience on his belt. He finished third, uh, or second, you know, behind, uh, you know, with booby you know, behind the winners. So I think he finished second. Did he finish third? Uh, Casper uh, and Luis finished third or second? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Well, they finished second or third, you know, so it's not, he, he should do all right. You know, and Nani though, like she's been gone for a long time. You know, she's not going to be like well accustomed to this stuff. You know, like it's, you forget. I forgot, you know, I was gone for seven years. Um, and I, really didn't know exactly what to expect. Although, you know, my competitive nature, like it stays with me, you know, and like Nani's competitive nature, like she's probably like working like a real job, 
from my, my understanding, you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe she played football, baseball, and basketball, walked onto a college baseball and basketball team growing up, you know, or in, in, you know, at some point in her life, like my competitive nature stays with me. You know, I went on, did CrossFit competitions, stuff like that. You know, for Nani, I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's the case with Wes. He's like I said, still got to experience that. St- his feet are already wet. You know, his mouth is probably salivating. He's probably excited. You know, so I, I could see him doing well. Don't know, you know, on Nani's side very much of, you know, you know, just because there are different different levels of competitiveness from both those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki Davis wants to know, of all the rookies on the new season, who's your top three to have come on Challenge Mania? Obviously, I'm sure you'll eventually want to have all of them, but who will you try to get on first? I think we kind of talked about that earlier, looking like probably be uh, – Turbo or Josh Martinez, and I don't know about a third. Have you talked to anybody else? Yeah, Gus. Oh, and Gus, I mean, of course. Yeah, Gus. I don't. I, I feel like I don't. I bear, yeah, he uh, he already liked a tweet um, as far as coming on Challenge Mania. May have retweeted. Um, he's a nice guy. I've met him a couple times. Uh, you know, he sometimes I'll talk about Florida Bama Shore jokingly. He'll retweet. So I, you know, he's a nice guy. I think in general, and I think we're like on the same like wavelength as far as like. You know, he's a competitor. He likes the show. He he knows the show. You know, I think he, you know, someone that he's, you know, balled with, you know, is I, I'm interested to hear what he thought. Like when Hunter, when he saw Hunter go on the challenge and then Florida Bama short came out a couple of years later. Like, I think that's a pretty cool story. It's going to be interesting to hear. Yeah, that should be good. Um, do you think Brittany Bauer, do you think it will be straight guy girl couples after last season's controversy controversy yes i i do that's we both would put our money on that um najwa muhammad says what are your partner pairing predictions i have no idea how to predict it it depends how they do it i would love to see the rookies pick from the vets based on knowledge so, they might have of them so let's go based on based on that based on your Mm-hmm. prediction and my experience uh so let's go the rookies get to pick and and what they're doing is they're gonna you know pick uh, not names per se maybe names out of a hat or highest number goes first or whatever we're gonna draw numbers or whatever um and you know and 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 all they're gonna give these rookies is are these stats you know these uh these challenges well, also stats. if they i mean if these people are smart they've watched a season or two of the challenge whatever whatever sure and we're gonna give you those three stats uh uh win challenge wins uh elimination challenge wins challenge finals and um elimination record yeah and and if you have any general knowledge then you have general knowledge and then you you have to pick opposite sex from the veterans yeah um, last question, and then we'll, uh, we'll let you go. D, um, we'll save a lot of these for next week. We'll continue the conversation. And about that's a guess, by season. the way, everybody. That was a guess. We Sim- just get. Simone says, don't you think it's better when the fresh meet are people who aren't reality stars with egos and attitudes and are experts on how to create over-the-top fake drama? I don't mind putting vets and fresh meat from around the world together, but when you bring in cast from other shows, it's all just for drama, not actual sport. Um I look, Simone, I've touched on this. I think the days of completely plucking people from obscurity are behind us. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with what you think might add more eyeballs to the show, might, you know, diversify the um 
the the profile of the show across the the, the world, um, and I'm okay with bringing people on who have done another show or two, maybe some that are completely different formats, maybe you know dating shows, maybe um, shows from other countries that have similar formats but are different. I'm okay with it, you know. I, I don't I don't mind as much as everybody else does. I'm not like clamoring for just like completely random people, um, and also I, I don't get bothered by it because whatever keeps the show on for longer is cool with me and. I'm not, I, I'm not bothered by the fact that some of these people are, are what I call camera ready, which is they, they know how to talk in sound bites. They've been in an interview chair before. They know how to, you know, get camera time. I'm okay with that. I don't, it doesn't bother me that it might be a little bit contrived because overall it makes the product better. But that's me. D, what do you think? Yeah, I think you nailed it earlier, how you said uh, 2019, you know, the, the evolution of social media is sort of, you know, jumping in and, you know, jumping into the challenge universe and making a big splash and making an, an effect, uh, you know, across the globe. So I think this is their way of expanding. I think that it's also their way of saying, if you can make a name for yourself without being on TV, like, yeah, at some point we picked Derek out of, out of based on his stories. You know, he told us a bunch of crazy stories when we were like, Holy shit. This dude is like, you know, doing, you know, doing something every day. That's just like, whoa, is he serious? Let's put him on TV, give him some booze in another country and let's watch him go because we believe him because these stories are insane. And, you know, now they're like, well, this person has made a name for themselves you know, on social media in another world within another realm. So like they already have a built-in base. They already, they've already done the cat. The casting's already done for us. Let's just double check the casting and make sure they fit our show. And let's bring their followers with us. You know, let's bring their followers on into the challenge universe Yeah, and let's expand. Let's get bigger and let's go global. Yeah, I think we all need to kind of just realize that that's how it's going to be and not be bothered by that and, and, and look at it that like, look, I mean, there's enough reality shows out there and enough countries that there's probably at this point more people who have been on reality shows than people that haven't. So if you're literally just trying to pluck random people at this point, you're probably going to randomly pick people who have been on a show anyway. Like, that's just how it is these days. Everybody's something. Everybody's got followers. You know, some people have 60, some people have 4,000, some people have half a million. So... I'm not bothered by it. I get why some of you are. Just try not to be and you'll enjoy it more, I promise. And it's like, it's like, you know, somebody saw something in them. Multiple people, professional people that do this for a living and go, I'm I'm going to cast the next Kyle from Jordy Shore. I have casted, you know, I, I, I founded the Kardashians, all right? And I made them... You know, they were already big, but we made them, you know, a million times bigger. We see this. We have an eye for it. You know, we've been doing this for so long and you have to trust that those people know what they're doing. You know, if they're not, say, casting a Derek for some reason anymore, there's a reason why, you know, and it's the professionals that are picking this, you know. Um, So, you know, that's that. 
the Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. All right, there you guys have it. Full cast breakdown for the War of the Worlds. We are excited. Next Wednesday, the premiere of the next season, season 33. We can't wait to dive in fully every week. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Hopefully that gave you guys a little taste. And you'll consider becoming a maniac patron over there to get more of that. Deep dive coverage each and every week, every episode of War of the Worlds over on the War Room. But come and watch the first episode of the season with myself and my wife, Lindsay, and of course, Kayla and Marie of Forever Petty. And who knows, maybe a surprise guest. Hmm, I don't know. I'm not telling, though. We'll see you next Wednesday, East End Bar and Grill. All you got to do is RSVP, Podcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. Hoping to have a podcast interview for you up this week. Later. Thank you, New York City. We love you. All right, guys. This ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future.